Acts chapter 19, verse 11 through 20. Y'all ready? If, you say, if you're ready, just say, I'm there. Amen. I believe they might have it up on the screen as well. Verse 11 says, And God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul, so that from his body were brought unto the sick handkerchiefs, or aprons, and the diseases departed from them, and the evil spirits went out of them. Then certain of the vagabond Jews, exorcists, took upon them to call over them which had evil spirits the name of the Lord Jesus, saying, We adjure you by Jesus whom Paul preached. There were seven sons of Sceva, a Jew and chief of the priests, which did so. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus I know, and Paul I know, but who are you? And the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them and overcame them and prevailed against them so that they fled out of the house naked and wounded. And this was known to all the Jews and the Greeks also dwelling at Ephesus and fear fell on them all. The translation says terror fell on them all. And the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified. And many that believed came and confessed and showed their deeds. Many of them also which used curious arts brought their books together and burned them before all men. And they counted the price of them and found it 50,000 pieces of silver. Translation, that's approximately $32,000. So mightily grew the word of God and prevailed. Let the church say amen. That just a, a brief topic that I want to talk to you about today, very powerful that I want to put in your hearing, and it comes from verse 15. It says, and, this, and the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus, I know, Paul, I know, but who are you? Simply today, who are you? That, that, that's what we're going to preach today. That's what God, look at your neighbor and ask him, say, who are you? Amen. You may be seated if you can. You got to know that. Who are you? And just given background here, you know, we see Paul demonstrates dedication, devotion, and relationship with God in this particular situation here. Not only that, uh, he had demonstrated it so that God began to perform special miracles through Paul. I mean, awesome stuff, uncommon miracles. I, I mean, and they would just take pieces of clothing from that, that was on him and just laid on people. And he was so anointed that demons would flee. Folk would be healed just by the, the cloth that was on him being put on somebody. I mean, he was empowered by God and he was highly anointed. And you got to understand there's things that happen throughout the Bible that we see that it had to be the power of God to make it happen. Even when David was little, we see David was little in the Old Testament, and he threw the rock at, with a slingshot, and I heard somebody call it a child's toy. He threw the rock, and the rock hit Goliath in the head, and he fell, you know. But you got to understand, it was the power of God behind the rock. 
And, and so you got to understand what God can do. If we could bring Samson around the mic right now, Samson would let us know that what he did was because of the power of God that would come on his life. Said so the anointing would fall on him mightily. Said he took the jawbone of a donkey and slew 1,000 men. Picked up the gates to the city and took them and put them on his back and walked uphill. And everybody was trying to figure out where did his strength come from. Because what you got to understand, he wasn't a big barely guy amen, that's been working out in gold gym. He was a little Pee Wee Herman looking fella. And everybody wonder why, why is he so strong? Can nobody handle him? Every time we dive on him, he beats somebody down. And they wonder why. But it was the power of God that would fall on him. You got to understand when God puts his super on your natural, what happens in your life? And so uncommon thing would happen with Paul. And, you, and we see Elijah in the Bible where Elijah did things. It said the anointing of God fell on Elijah and Elijah outran a chariot of horses. I mean, just all kinds of things that God would do. There are certain things that some of y'all go through right now that, you, that you, some of y'all didn't even realize you were not supposed to make it. But the anointing of God in your life kicked in, and that's why you're here today. That's why people be walking up on you and say, I don't see how you did that. I don't see how you did I don't see how you worked in this office. I don't see how you, you stood here that long. I don't see how you hung in that. They don't know that the Holy Ghost stood up in you and the anointing is what helped carry you through. How many of y'all, somebody ever said that to you? Some, something happened to you said, they said, I don't, I, don't, I don't know how you did that. I don't know how you stayed there that long. I don't know why you, sometimes it's just the strength not to say nothing. Sometimes it's the strength not to cuss nobody out. The strength not to go off. The strength, somebody, and somebody walk up to you and said, I would have said something right there. Oh, I, don't, I don't see why you didn't go off. Because they don't have what you have. See, this is the same power that can, somebody can do you wrong and you stop not say a word. You can still say, God got it. Oh, come on, somebody. You can still say, I'm going to give it to God, and I'm not going to go. You remember, in years past, I'm going to get right up in your grits right now. You would pull your gun. You would shoot somebody. You would pull your knife. You would go off. You would be all on top of the pew talking about, ah! But now, look what God has done in your life. I just want the real folk. I'm talking to the real folk right now. I'm talking to those that don't take off the church face and, and just give God a praise right here because you say, yeah, yeah, yeah. How many of y'all glad that you're not where you used to be? But it's because the anointing and power of God are on your life. My God, my God. And we see here when we begin to look at this. Amen. Even Peter, when we look at Peter, amen, just the power. Amen. That was in Peter. Peter went there and was going up in the city, and a man was just sitting there, and Peter had just been filled with the Holy Ghost. In other words, the anointing had just rested on him. And not only on him, but in him. And, and Peter said, you know, we, we, we don't serve and gold we don't have, but what I have, I'm going to give you. You know what he had? He had the power of God on the inside of him to heal. Well, ain't it bad? And, and so when, when, when he reached down and grabbed him, he said, what I have, I'm going to give it to you. I'm not going to give you. How many of y'all know there's something that's better than silver than gold? Oh, my God. The peace of God is better than silver and gold. 
Because without God, silver and gold would not do much for you. Amen. Without the next breath that God holds in his hand. And so he reached down and grabbed him, amen, and began to speak to him. And the man stood up and began to leap, amen, with, 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 without going to a class, without going to somewhere to be rehabilitated, without going. He jumped up and leaped and walked right then. See, that's the power of God is uncommon miracles, uncommon miracles. If I can bring Elisha around the mind, you know, he would tell you about something that happened to him after he died. I'm going to tell you about it. You know, because, you know, they said that when Elijah, le he, when Elijah left, he gave Elijah a double portion. So, in other words, he would have to, to do double the miracles that Elijah did. But he died before doing for the last one. And so the devils and all that and hell begin to rejoice. They said, oh, we got him. We, he, he died before the last miracle was done. But all of a sudden, they had this, had a man that died. And they, would, and, and, and they drug him over and they threw him into the grave, amen, that Elijah had been thrown in. And he messed around and hit Elijah's bone. And there was so much anointing still in the bones of the man. When it hit the dead man, the dead man leaped up out the grave and came back alive. Why? Because God will always cash in. Somebody shout glory up in here. When God tell you something, you can bounce on. You can you can bank on that thing. Don't ever think that you're gonna checkmate God. He's always got one more move. Oh, somebody give him praise in here. He always got one more move, baby. Woo! My God, my God, I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> but see, the handkerchiefs. And aprons, they would just put them on people, and people would get healed, and, the, and demons would run out of people just because they put a cloth on them that had been on Paul's body. My God, my God. And Paul just walked up without a word. They say if folk walked under his shadow, that's a bad man right there. Amen. Just walk near him. Amen. Folk would get delivered. Amen. Because they're anointed on his life. Amen, somebody. Some of you, sometimes you just walk in a room. All you got to do is walk in, and everything just shut down. There's somebody, folk be just, just noise and just chaos everywhere, but all you do is just walk in with the power of God. Oh, my God, my God. That's why Jesus could just stand up and say, peace, be still. Woo! Because the power that resonated from him. And I just thank God because, you know, if we talk about the woman that had the issue of blood, she would tell you about it. She just touched the hem of his garment and was immediately made whole. Just touched the hem, immediately made whole. And he looked around and said, who touched me? Amen. That wasn't for him. That was for everybody around. Amen. Letting them know somebody touched me for real. They, 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 they just, just not trying to press the flesh and, and, and rub up elbows with me and see what they can get. Somebody touched me for real with their heart. Amen. Somebody can. See, if you touch him right, you can get something. Amen. If you touch him with your heart, if you touch him with sincerity, amen, God will bless you. That's why he looked around and said, who touched me for real? And God had healed her so quick, amen, she was already standing up straight looking, at, looking like everybody else. And so then she kneeled back down and touched him and, uh, on his feet and said, it, it, it was me. She confessed. Why? Because the power, the anointing. Amen. As you got to understand, this is the kind of anointing. Amen. There's no tricks. No tricks.
Amen, somebody. And so we see here that Paul was preaching in the city of Ephesus, and he preached in Ephesus with no fear. He began to preach there, amen, and begin to talk about the power of God because you got to understand there was a whole lot going on there in Ephesus because it was known for its is evil and his spirituality it was known for all types of wicked stuff that's why in the book of ephesus of ephesians amen when you read that it talks about spiritual warfare that's why it talks about it there because paul had to go there and deal with the deal with those demons and he began to let them know we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against powers and principalities spiritual wickedness rulers of darkness in high places he said, God, understand, that's what the reason he dealt with the demons and all this kind of evil stuff in that book. The whole book, he dealt with it. He began to talk about how, you, how to carry yourself. And, and the reason he talked about how to carry yourself, even when you read chapter 6, it talks about how to carry yourself, not only at home, but in your job, because it lets you know if you don't carry yourself as a child of God, you open up doorways for demons to get in your life and into your family. And then he went into spiritual warfare. because Why? Because we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. Amen, somebody. Y'all got to get this today. This is good stuff right here. And, and so you got to understand, now here's some, some vagabond Jews. Vagabond means that they were just wondering Jews. They were wondering, seeing what they can get into. And they had been sitting in Paul's services. Oh, they had been sitting in the service for a while, you know, and checking Paul out. And they were trying to get down his movements. They were trying to get down what he said uh, uh, at Obergon. They were trying to do it just like he did. And, and, and they said, you know, we're going to try to cast out demons just like Paul did. We're going to say the word like he said. We're going to put on our church face like he put on. And we're going to do all this. Uh, we're going to go through the motions. Amen, somebody. And say they were pretending to do all this. Stuff. And so they were sons of Sceva, a chief priest. Amen. And these folk didn't even really believe in the Jesus Christ. Because Sceva means mind reader. And so when that means mind reader, now he's supposed to be one of the chief priests, but his name is mind reader. Look at your neighbor and say, you can't do both. That's what's wrong with some of our church tonight. We're trying to work roots and trying to work witchcraft and work with Jesus at the same time. Tell your neighbor, that won't work, baby. Amen. That won't work. Amen. You either with God or you're not with him. You can't do both. You can't tell people to pray and then tell people, I'll tell you what, if they bother you again, take, put their name in a cup and put some water in it and put it in the freezer and put it in, in free. I tell you what, take and pray and fast, and then what you do, you put that, take that name and put it in your shoe, and then you just walk around on it. I don't see that nowhere in the Bible. Amen, somebody. Amen. And I, and I tell you all right now, if, 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 if I walk under a ladder, nothing ain't going to happen. I'm about to hit something. I better quit that right now. I remember. Amen. I see all this stuff 
that we came up with, you got to throw all that stuff out. I, I remember uh, one of our neighbors came over to the house one time, uh, evangelist, and, 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 and you know how, how mom used to do my sister's hair. I had one sister, and she would do her hair. You know how hair be in the comb and stuff, and they put it in the barrel and burn it, you know, and, 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 and all of a sudden there was, they, there was a little, 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 little wad of hair that was laying outside the trash barrel that didn't get burned. And, and our neighbor came over, he looked at it, and he dived on the ground and grabbed it and threw it in the barrel, and he just, uh, in the barrel, and he just started going all crazy. What's, man, what's wrong with you? He said, if you don't put that, put that trash in, and put that hair in the, in the barrel and burn it, y'all going to get rats in y'all house. I looked at I said, the devil is a lie. I got a mouse trap that'll take care <laughs> All this foolishness and all this stuff. Somebody come to the house the first time, you got to give them, they bring the baby, you got to give them some money. If not, I know, I know some of y'all ain't going to say nothing right there. You're going to have what? Say so you're going to have rats. Don't leave the hat on the bed. All this kind of foolishness. I'm going to let that simmer because somebody being delivered right now. It's just foolish stuff. Amen. You're serving God, but we're still superstitious. Serving God, but still working root. Serving God, but still getting the cars red. Serving God, but still working the tea leaves. The devil is a lie. Somebody praise God in here for the truth and living God. It's bad in, in the church, witchcraft in the pews. Sitting in the pew, you working witchcraft. Your sister up shouting, and you back there got, got two rocks scrubbing together. Amen, somebody. You see, you'll be shocked what's in the house. When you really start pulling back everything and, and, and do it. I, I wonder right now if there was a shakedown in here, what would fall out of your pocket? Rabbit foot, all kinds of stuff. And I told somebody one time, they said, I got my rabbit foot. I said, well, uh, you in trouble because if the rabbit were that lucky, he'd still have his foot. If he were blessed, he'd still have the foot. We're talking about what happened. Walking around. Amen, somebody. Look at your neighbor and say, you still got your foot? You still got your foot. Amen, somebody. God is good and he's worthy to be praised. Oh, my God. Somebody shout glory up in here. Woo. <laughs> and so we see here that the Skiba boys were trying to run a racket. The Skiba boys come in, and they said, we're going to do like Paul did. In the name of Jesus, we're going to cast out the demon. Amen. And, and, and we're going to come in here and we're going to bust a move like Paul do. Amen. And, and we're going to do this thing. And we're going to say Jesus and whom Paul preaches. Amen. You know, and, and they're they trying to use Paul's name and Jesus' name and, and who Paul preached because you know Paul. Amen. So, see, they didn't even really believe in Christ. And see, let me tell you something. If you're going to name the name, you better know him. Oh, let me say that again. If you're going to name the name, you better know it. See, this is not hocus pocus. It's not abracadabra. Amen. You can't take the name in vain. Amen. You got to know this thing. You can't profane the name of the Lord. Amen, somebody. It's impossible to do it. You get beat down. And, and so you got to understand, I don't, I don't care. See, somebody, I got to talk to the country folk right now a minute because I don't care if you got the Bible in the front seat. I don't care if you got a cross around your neck. I don't care if you got a Jesus sticker on your car. You better know God. Amen, somebody. You better know him as your personal Savior. 
Amen. How many know what I'm talking about? Amen. You better know him as your personal say. You don't get in a, in, a, in a spiritual fight like that talking about put your dupes up and you don't know God. Amen. You will get your socks whipped off of you. Amen, somebody. Because demons are stronger than you without God. Yeah. Amen, somebody. You got to have God on the inside. That's why he said, Jesus, I know. He said, let me tell you something. Jesus wasn't standing there. Don't get it twisted. He wasn't standing there. But he said, Jesus, I know. And then he said, Paul, I know. Take note of the order. Take note of the order that the demon said it. They said, Jesus, we know. And Paul, we know. Why? Because we, when we see Paul, we see Jesus standing up on the inside of him. You got to understand the order. I mean, don't ever put yourself in front of Jesus. Because even when you, when you go, amen, before God, amen, and with your prayer request, Jesus has to have signed off on it. When, when, many times when I pray for, 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 for different organizations and, and, and functions, retirement ceremonies, promotion ceremonies for the military and all this, and I let them know, I said, I want you to know now I pray in the name of Jesus. And somebody asked me one time, they, and, and they've been at a lot of, of the ceremonies that I had been a part of, and they, they, they came up and asked me, they said, they said, you know, they said, they said Dr. Williams, said, let me ask you something. They said, why is it that a lot of times, you know, I, I, we're just curious that, that you, you pray in the name of Jesus. And I said, let me explain it to you. God dropped something in my spirit, the way to explain it to you. I said, now, you, you know how the, the general, when you send him a staffing document, when you staff the document, there's a lot of names that got to be, got to sign off on it before it get to the general. And when it get to the general, you know what I'm talking about, though. If, if the general don't see the name of the deputy, if, her, if he don't see the name of the next in charge, if they haven't seen it and they haven't signed off on it, he kicks it back. How many of y'all want your prayers to be kicked back? See, he kicks it back. If God don't see Jesus' signature on it, when it gets to him, he's going to kick it back. He said, I'm not even going to look at it because it don't have Jesus' signature. I'm not going to, oh my God, I'm not going to be saying in the name of the one above, in the name that we know, in the name of the Son. His name is, his name is, his name is Jesus. Let everything be done in the name. He got to tell your neighbor he got to sign off on it, baby. He got to sign off on it. I, I, I know you're trying to send it in. I know you're trying to take a shortcut, but he, he got to sign off on it. See a lot of us, see a lot of us want to take the elevator, amen. But God wants you to take the steps. Amen. Because, see, you learn stuff in the steps. The young folk today want to take the elevator. They don't want to go, what you, go through what you did, mother. They want to go through what you did. They want to just be on top all of a sudden. But you can't do that. Touch your neighbor and say, take the steps, baby. Take the steps. There's steps to this thing. See the, see, the vagabond Jews, they didn't want to go through what Paul went through. Paul was in the prime of his ministry right now. He had just gone through a whole lot of stuff. We're way in chapter 19 now. Amen. And he'd done gone through a whole lot of stuff. Oh, he was maturing this thing. He was walking boldly. He was walking so bold he got upset when he prayed three times and God didn't answer his prayer. Why? Because he knew that God would bust a move for him. 
Ain't it bad, somebody? And, and so now he's in the prime, and here come these jokers trying to do what Paul had to go through years of training, sacrifice, and all this stuff to do. They're trying to do it in a day. Look at your neighbor and touch him and say, don't you be taking no shortcuts, don't you? you? You get beat down trying to take a shortcut. My God, my God. My God, Elder, I might have to finish this sermon later on. My God. Ooh, this is getting good to me. I might have to get a copy of this myself. My God, my God. Let me ask you a question real quick. Does the enemy know your name? Did, did, did the enemy know your name? Are you a threat to the enemy? See, see, don't get it twisted because you got to understand that the enemy tracks the anointing. He knows everybody in this room right here that's anointed. And, and that don't mean you walking around with a flag talking about, I'm anointed. Doo, doo. <laughs> he knows what's on the inside of you because he tracks the anointing. He tracks how you conduct yourself. He that's why, see, you, you got to understand, you know, uh, with the, when, when the enemy knows your name, that's not something to get upset about. That's something to praise God about. Because the enemy, when the enemy knows your name, that means he knows not to mess with you. That's why they didn't mess with Paul right then. And then he looked at the other man and said, who? He looked at all seven of the Skeever boys. Didn't even call him Skeever Jr. Didn't call him Skeever nothing. One, two, and three. He just said, who are you? Because you got to understand, when the devil don't know your name, that, that means you have no status with him. That means you have no authority with him. I remember one time Benny Hinn said he got in a car, and, and, and another man got in and looked at him and said, and the demon spoke through the man and said, we know who you are. Because demons know, you know, they're trying to figure out a way to trip you up because they know if we don't get him to fall and do something, we can't handle that anointing on his life. We can't handle God standing up strong in his life. You got to understand this thing here. That's why they said, Paul, we know. After they said, Jesus, we know. They said, Paul, we know. Because of the power of God in his life. And because they didn't know God, see, you got, you got to understand, the enemy is aware of who you are. Ask Job. If I could bring Job around the mic. Amen. Job would let you know, amen, that the enemy was aware of who he was because he asked God, amen, what about, he, he asked him, the, the, could he touch Job? And God was teasing with him, amen. He was laughing with him and because he knew what he had in Job. He knew he had the anointing on Job's life. And he began to tell him, he said, had you considered? My servant, Job. See, you got to understand, there might be something going on in your life right now. You say, wait a minute, I'm living right. I got the anointing on my life. But sometimes, it, it could be. It could be because God looked at Satan and said, have you considered my servant so-and-so? But you got to understand, anytime God says that to the enemy, he's getting ready to take you to a whole new level than him. He's getting ready to graduate you to another level. And that's not, that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing because God has noticed your dedication. He's noticed your commitment. He noticed how you're standing for him. He don't know that you, he know that you, don't, you don't serve him any kind of raggedy way that you consider and you respect the power of God. Amen, somebody. Oh, my God. How many of y'all getting anything out of this? Just put your hand together if you're getting something. 
Oh, my God, my God. And, and, and the tragedy to this text right here, Elder Frazier, is the text said that, that, that the man in whom the demons were in jumped on them and overcame them. It overcame them. Why? Because they didn't have the power of God in their life. They didn't have God as a foundation in their life. That's why that marriage went down when the, when the enemy jumped on it because it didn't have God. That's why that career went down when the enemy jumped on it because it didn't have God. That's why you went down when the enemy jumped on you because you didn't have God. That's why your son, your daughter went down because they didn't have God in their life. You said the enemy overcame them. Because they did not have the power of God resonating in their life. That's why it's so important that you keep not only you, but your children in church. Because you're wondering why they're getting beat up. You're wondering why they're struggling in school. You're wondering why uh, all kinds of things are going on in their life. It's because you anointed, but they're not. And God is going to only cover them so far. I thank God for the prayers of my mother that covered me. But there was a time when God began, God looked at me and said, okay, it's on you, not son. And now life is asking you a question. Who are you? Who are you really? Who are you? Who is your neighbor really sitting beside you? Are they just sitting beside you or they really have God on the inside? Because life will ask you the question, who are you? God, my God, you got to be able to say, I'm with Jesus, and he know that you're with him. Oh, come on, somebody. How many of y'all know that's the sweetest name? The name of Jesus? Oh, somebody know about it. And, 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 and you got to understand that, that, that seven people couldn't do what one man could do because they didn't have God on the inside. My God, my God, I, 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 got, I got to get out of here. I got to let you go. Let, let, let's, let's look at this real quick. Three things that cause the devil to know your name. Three things. Good God Almighty. One is believing. Believing. That mean, what we mean by that is having God on the inside. Facts versus faith. Fact of the matter is you might come to church, but do you have the faith of God on the inside? You might say, well, I got him in my head. I got him on my mind. But do you have him in your heart? Do you really believe this thing? Because you got to understand, you can't prostitute God. You can't just throw his name out there any kind of way. Amen, somebody. You, you can't just do any kind of way. Simon the sorcerer in Acts chapter 8, amen, Elder, Elder, he thought he could buy the power. He wanted to buy the power of God. And the apostles rebuked him. They said, you can't buy this. They jumped on him strong. They said, you can't buy this. It's a gift to, whom, to those who believe. Good God Almighty. Can't buy this thing. But you, you got to understand, I'm going to tell you right now, before you get in a fight with the devil, before the first punch is thrown, you better make sure you got God on the inside before you throw the, hurt, the first Holy Ghost punch. Amen. Before you jump in his face, you better know that you got God on the inside or you're going to get beat down just like the Skiba boys did. Your house will start crumbling. Your job will start crumbling. Your relationship will start crumbling. Your family will start crumbling. Don't jump on the enemy without God in your life. And said, these boys got whipped. And they, and, and they ran out stripped, got the clothes stripped off of them, got beat down, all seven of them. 
and seven stands for the number for completion. In other words, you're going to get completely beat down if you don't have God on your side. High five, somebody says, show you right, show you right, show you right. And they got completely beat down. Amen, somebody. Amen. And, and the next thing it is, now I'm going to let y'all go, amen, is living this thing. You got to live. You got on the inside. Well, the, 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 if you got on the inside, it should show up on the outside. All out in the public, folks should look at you and say there's something different about the way you carry yourself. Your, your, just your lifestyle is there. You got to have a personal relationship with it. So you got to understand, we teach the gospel to get you to understand who you really are as a Christian. It's bad to be toting, walking around toting the Uzi and let somebody rob you with a BB gun. Because you really don't know who you are. They just take stuff from you. You sitting there with the Holy Ghost on the inside. See, that's where training and teaching got to come in. You got to, you got to learn to look at the devil and say, in the name of Jesus, I command you to loose my child right now in the name of Jesus. You got to be able to talk to the enemy and talk to him with boldness. Amen. Just walk, just walk right up and, and, and speak to the enemy and snatch that demon right away from him. Demons ought to be scared to come in your house. They should be out there huddled outside the house. One of them should look at the other one saying, I ain't going in. You going? No, I ain't going. You remember what happened the last time? I ain't going. Amen. Demon out there smoking the cigarettes. I ain't going in. Amen, somebody. <laughs> Amen. Look at your neighbor and just ask him, say, is the demon scared to go in your house? Or, 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 or he fear right at home. He, he rolled up in there talking about, oh, the party's on up in here. Oh, y'all doing just what I like, all this fussing and carrying on in here, boy. Where's the Lord? It got quiet. What in the world? How many of y'all, when you get, come to you, ah, no, he didn't. Pots and pans flying, then, then somebody knock on the door. Get quiet. Boom. <laughs> if a demon look in your window, what will he see? Lord, I tell you. See, you got to understand, sometimes Satan has more knowledge about who you are than you do. You got to understand, if you say right now, feel with the precious Holy Ghost, you got to understand, the enemy don't want you to understand the power that you have on your life. He don't want, because as long as you don't understand, you're going to be defeated all the time. And, and, and sometimes, how is it some, some people that be calling you all the time, they go to the same church, they be the same one shouting with you, amen, they be the same one sitting behind you, beside you praying, but then when something jump off and a little mosquito demon come in the house, they call and say, Lord, I need you to pray right now. I don't know what no world going on. The dishwasher done broke, and I'll tell you, the devil living. The dishwasher. The dishwasher, the dishwasher is about to make you go up on top of the house and jump. The dishwasher. You should have more power than that. My wife will tell you right now, I learned not to get, not to even get excited. I know God got it. Amen. I know God got it. People be jumping all around. Hey, my God, hey. And I be. Amen. Let God have it. Amen. Because you know what I'm doing? The Bible said be quick to hear. Slow to speak. I, I got to be quick to hear his direction. 
I got to be quick to hear what he, how he's going to tell me to get. If I'm just going all wild and all this stuff, you know, I don't want to miss what he's going to say. Sometimes he'll tell you, but you just, you just walk right on back because you're just, you just hilarious. You're just gone all, and got all this power on the inside. You got to use your power. Standing there with an Uzi and won't shoot. You, you, you got to use the anointing on your life. I, I, I refuse to stand around, amen, and, and when my children get sick or something, I'm not going to pray. My wife, got, my wife was sick the other night. She was laying there asleep. I ain't wake her up. She was asleep, and I, I just put my hand on her and said, in the name of Jesus, amen. And she went to the doctor and everything, but, but look at her now. I ain't heard not one cough this morning. Somebody praise God up in here. You don't, you don't have to flaunt it and all that. I ain't wake up talking. No, I prayed for you last night. Now, I'll tell you right now. You know, I bust a move for you last night. And I, I, ain't, I ain't say nothing. She don't even know. She, this the first time she heard. Amen. When, when, you, when you know you got the anointing of God on the inside, you don't have to be flaunting it around and all this kind of stuff. People will know after a while that there's something different about you. All three people, point five, just give God a praise right there. Amen. They know there's something different about you. My God, my God. We see here in verse, the, the next thing, the third one I just want to tell you, and I'm getting ready to let you go, that you got to have true anointing. True anointing. We're tired of seeing all these fakers. Fakers. Anytime somebody, somebody asks you for a certain amount of money before they pray for you, that's a faker. Because Jesus didn't do it that way. Because he already said, by my stripes. Come on, somebody. He said, I already paid for it. You got to be careful. Folks try to come. See, the Skiba boys were fakers. And, and, and they jumped on the wrong thing. I mean, when you got the true anointing, you got to understand, when you got the true anointing, your face is on the mail room and, 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 and the post office in hell. You know how they put folks in that folk picture? <laughs> you go in the post office, you know, they... That's Ray Ray right there. Amen. Because why? Because they're afraid to jump on you any kind of way. Demons know they can't mess with you any kind of way. Amen, somebody. And it says, when the people saw this in verse 17 and 18, it said fear, in other words, terror, fell on all of them. You know, because in Ephesus, they had this goddess, this idol god named Diana. Amen. The, god, the, the sex goddess that everybody was worshiping all this kind of stuff ugly old thing. But when they saw the power of God, it's a terror fell on all the people. Because you got to understand, a faker will not survive the enemy. The enemy used them for so long, amen, to, to get people off track, to trick people, and then they'll drop the hammer. You got to understand that Satan is aware of who you are. Those that are really naming the name and living the name of Jesus Christ. And it said the name of Jesus was magnified in the area. You got to understand you can't make God no bigger than what he is. But in other words, more people begin to hear about the greatness of our Lord and Savior. It says many believed. Let me say this, and I got to let you go. Because that, that, this, that you won't see this on the board, so you're going to have to write this down. Because there's four steps to clean up. See, when you get this thing right, there's four steps to clean up. First is accountability. It says they brought their books together. 
They brought all their sorcery books, all their tea leaf books, all their root working books. They brought all the stuff that told them how to do that mess, and they piled them in a pile. In other words, that was accountability. It said they came together and brought because they were keeping one another accountable. They had already confessed God and believed after they saw the power of God. And then it said they did what? They burn them up. You got to put that mess out of reach of recall. Why you got why why you why'd you get saved but you kept your black book? Why you get saved but you keep the contacts of jokers you used to, you, you used to hang with and run with, talking about just in case. You got to, that's why they burn it up because they said we got to take it out of reach of recall. You got to understand there's some things that you've been some of y'all can't some of y'all can't have Facebook. Some of y'all can't, because you know the one that you got rid of would try to track you down again. Some of y'all know who I'm talking about, because you know it doesn't happen to you. You married, and here come Bobo. Enemy using Bobo. He know that we used to talk, and so now they didn't track you down on Facebook. Hey, I saw you out there. When you going to TDY again? When you going to be in my city again? If we had any church masters in here, I would say it's quieter than the church masters in here right now. <laughs> but there shouldn't be none of them in here, deacon. <laughs> I know some of y'all, it already happened to you. Amen. I had some, when, years ago, I had some, when, when I first got on a little Facebook, you know, I had some of mine showed up out there. But many of them didn't bother me. They said, he'll preach. Woo! Amen, somebody. And so you got to burn some stuff. How many of y'all, you, you know, you don't have to raise your hand, but how many of y'all, you realize right now you need to burn some stuff? Why, why'd you keep the bottle if you quit getting drunk? Why you still got some crack between the mattress if you done got saved? You don't do dope no more. Why'd you keep the needle? See, some, you got to understand that some folks in you got to burn some stuff. Some of you got to burn some contacts. Because some of y'all wrestling now because the enemy trying to get you to dial that number. Look at your neighbor. You, you, you're going to help somebody right now. Just look at them and say, lose that number. Lose. You burn, tell them, say, burn it up. Burn, burn it up. Some of y'all need to delete it out your phone. Some of y'all still got it in your phone. You still got the enemy. Still got a path to you. Don't ever leave a crack. That's why it said give no place to the devil. In other words, give no territory to him. You know, as long as you keep it, he's still got a track to get to you. You can be saved everywhere and have one gap in your life. Amen. The enemy will use it and exploit that thing. Next thing you know, your walls and everything are torn down because you left something open for the enemy. And he would take your whole house. He would take your whole family. He would take everything because he come to steal, kill, and destroy. You got to understand, that's his M.O. It doesn't matter how nice he comes. He come to steal, kill, and destroy. So you got to burn it up. 
My God, my God. How many of y'all know the spiritual world is a reality? We wrestle. These are real demons. You got to understand, these are real demons and stuff we're dealing with. Real demons and stuff we're dealing with. And some of y'all didn't even know what you were dealing with. You, some of y'all be some of y'all be waking up at night and, and you and you trying to get out, break out of sleep, and seem like something holding you down. Many of y'all in here that happened to. You woke up and you couldn't move. You could and, and you, you you were trying to move, and all of a sudden you broke a loose from you. You didn't know what it was. But see, you, it's even in Webster's Webster's dictionary calls that incubus. It's a demon that lays on people while they're asleep. One for men and one for women. One called incubus and one called succubus. It lays on me. And see, if you don't know, well, check it in Check it in Webster's. That's why the Bible says that, that the world in some ways are wiser than we are. We just walk around. And, and, and the world already knows it's a demon. You know why? They've been playing with the demon. They've been playing with Ouija board. They've seen demons move stuff. They have seances and seen demons come up out of the fire. You got to understand, demons are real. But God has given us power, amen, to defeat them. At the name of Jesus, demons tremble. I got saved calling the name of demons, of Jesus. Amen. I got saved calling the name of Jesus. My children were healed by calling the name of Jesus. I'm where I am right now, calling the name of Jesus. Anytime you call the name of Jesus, demons standing over there trembling. Why? Because they know the power. They know the power of God. You got, let me tell y'all something right now. You got to realize that demons have seen something that we have not seen. They've seen a power in God that we have not seen. That's the reason by the name of Jesus. And I don't know what Jesus did. And I don't know what all the power he showed them. But there is a reason that demons tremble at that name. Because you got to understand, they used to be, you know, the, 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 a lot of these angels that fell, they used to be in heaven. And you got to understand, Jesus is the one that went down in hell and took the keys of death. And so when you call the name of Jesus, demons are terrified. Because I don't know what it is totally that Jesus have done. I know he, I, I know he controls death. I know death couldn't take him out. But there's something about him. But when you call the name, good God Almighty, demons would tremble. And not only that, if they know you have Jesus on the inside, demons will back away from you. You got to understand, it's not you. It's something about the name Jesus. That there's so much power in that name that I can pray over my children in the name of Jesus and sickness will leave them. Demons will leave because of that name. Sometimes a kid over there cutting up, and you say, in the name of Jesus, I command you to sit down right now. And all of a sudden, the kid just sit down and be silent. But you got to understand, it's because the spirit that was, that was controlling him and oppressing him knows something about that name of Jesus. Don't let demons respect God more than you. Just driving down the road. See cars coming at you, just saying the name of Jesus. 
some kind of way you get right through the track. See, you got to understand, sometimes we take the anointing and the power of God on our life for granted. Let me tell you another point here. Don't give your mess to somebody else. Now, I'm going to tell you, see, when, 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 when I got saved at Obergon, at Afrasia, I did something now that I understood that I should not do. There was some mess I had when I got saved, and I said, I paid a lot of money for this. So I said, I'm going to give it to so-and-so. they still out there. In other words, Brother Smith, I gave somebody else my demon. I gave somebody else my struggle because I, I didn't know no better. But you got to burn it up. I gave, I said, here you go. You know, you mean, it, what? Oh, man, this is the, man, this is the thing right here. You giving this to me? See, yeah, you can have that. You know, I'm, 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 I, I received Christ. Now, I didn't know why. I really know. I knew I received Christ, but I didn't have enough knowledge to know. Don't give your mess to somebody else. Don't give your struggle to somebody else. And I don't even know right now if they made it out or not. Because, see, when I did that, it, what the, the, the evil spirit that was on that mess I gave them, could have it might have took them over the cliff. Look at your neighbor and tell him, say, don't you give nobody else your junk. My God, my God, I'm preaching hard on some of y'all saying amen, but that's all right. See, the spiritual world is real, and I'm closing. These tarot cards and Ouija boards and all that stuff, horoscope, roots. You got to understand that this stuff works. It's of the devil. But when you got God on the inside, it can't overcome you. And so once you're delivered, don't give your stuff, your stuff to somebody else. And the last thing that they did, they confessed before me. And it said they came and they confessed their deeds. In other words, they, 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 they put it out. They put it on public display. They said, here's my mess. You know, because you can't be ashamed of the gospel. They said, here's my mess. They gave it up. They began to testify about the goodness of God, how God delivered them. My God, my God. Verse 20 lets us know, it said, the word of God grew mightily and prevailed. And so you got to understand, for it to have grown, they had the first, a seed had to be planted. It was small at first, and then it began to grow. And it began to prevail. And God's going to prevail. I said he's going to prevail. My God, my God. So when the word is planted, evil, evil habits are broken. Generational curses are broken. Some of this stuff y'all talking about that runs in your family, it's time for you to trip it up. Because sometimes it's just a demon that somebody let in, let in the family. And you're talking about everybody in my family got high blood pressure. No, they don't. That's, a, that, that's, that's a, a curse that's been on that family because nobody stood up and said, in the name of Jesus, it stops with me. It will not hit my family. It will not hit my son. It will not hit my daughter. And it, no, you got to understand, you stop saying blessings run in my family. All this stuff, that, that, it don't run in my family no more. It's not in my family no more. Because if you got the power of God on your life, it should no longer, or you know, you know we had strokes in our family. No, the devil is alive. It's getting ready to stop. You know, so-and-so, they had a heart attack. So-and-so had a, well, you know, divorce runs in our family. You know, because Uncle Bob, he got a divorce. Aunt Sarah, but the devil is alive. No more. It stops with me. 
High five your neighbor and say, it stops with me. It stops with me. Oh, it stops with me. Uh, 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 it's not going to get my family. And, and what happened when we say that, we, ju we just lay down and let, the, let that demon stay in the family. Because we think it's supposed to stay. We just lay down. Well, it's been, well you know, it's been in our family for years. In other words, that's your cousin. You got a demon, that's your cousin. You got to put a stop to that. That's why Jesus asked the father that had the son. And, and Jesus didn't ask him because he didn't know. He said, how long have he been like this? And he said, since he was born. That's why you got to understand. That's why it's so important that we prayed over this young boy, amen, today and dedicated him to God. Because they said, he said, he's been like this since he was born. When a little, little guy, amen, and said, now he's rolling in the fire. In other words, he's trying to burn himself up. Now he's rolling in the water. All this kind of stuff, trying to drown himself. Because a spirit has attacked him. And a lot of folk, amen, that, that was trying that use witchcraft to try to find out what the child was going to be, if the child was going to be a boy or a girl. See, a lot of people use witchcraft, and they, they had people to take pendulums and all that stuff, swinging up. They didn't know they were opening up the child to a demon. And the demon connected itself to the child from birth. Why? Because they opened it up. They open up the way, and they invited that. Anytime you play with stuff like that, it, see, demons operate that stuff. There's demons on that, and, and when you do it, it opens, it opens you up to you receiving an evil spirit, and you don't even know. Playing with Ouija boys and all this kind of stuff, you're receiving a demon, and you don't even know. But now that you know better, and you know that there's a higher power, now that's why you got to get in your rightful place with God. Get the power of God within you and cast these demons out in the name of Jesus. And it's so sad. It's such a sad time that we're in right now because the Bible said to train up a child the way they should go. So when they're old, they will not depart from it. But what parents are doing now is they're looking and they're looking at the way the child want to go. And then they say, well, I know it's a boy, but I know it's a girl, but they... And then they jump on it. Then they go the way, you, you know, I, I'm going to say this, and, and I got to close. One thing that was such a great analogy to me, and, and mothers, y'all might, it, it, you, you, you might understand this, and certainly some of y'all that planned it and everything, and my cousin just walked in back there, and I, I know they understand this from North Carolina. What my mother used to do, she, when she had a plant, she would plant it and it would come up and it would become a tree. And then it would get up and it would start leaning. So what she would do, she would take two sticks, she would put one on one side, one on the other side, mama and dad. And she would tie a rope from both of them and straighten that tree up so that it would grow straight. But if she never put some guidance around it, if she never put some wisdom around and tied that tree off, that tree would grow leaning like this though, the way it wanted to go. But while the child is growing, you got to put those two sticks on the side. And tied up to, to and, and she would tie it off until the, the tree got up 
and could grow straight on its own. And then when the tree could go straight on its own, they would remove the sticks. Now mother and father can look at the child grow straight. Why? Because they did like the word said, to train it up the way, because the stick and the rope was training the tree to grow straight. So we got to grow straight. We got to grow into the things of God. And so that we can be productive like God would have us to be. Because life is asking you a question. And you shouldn't leave here today without answering that question. Who are you? Who are you? Who are you? If that confuses you right now, then let me tell you, when we make this altar call, you need to make your way up here. Because you got to know who you are. Because if you don't know who you are, the demons are also asking who you are, and that means you have no power against them. But if you know who you are, if you know that you are blood washed, Holy Ghost filled, fire baptized, child of the living King, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and you know that God is living in your life and you're living in him, then you have no problem saying, I'm a child of the king, and I know him. 